Ready to dominate at the plate? Blast Baseball is trusted by more major league and college teams than any other hitting solution. The Blast sensor attaches to the knob of any bat, providing real-time feedback with every swing. Go to BlastMotion.com and enter code NOWD1 at checkout to save $25. All right, everybody, it is 9 o'clock. Let's get right into it. We do this show every Monday through Thursday, 9 p.m. Eastern on X Spaces. I'm Alan Gay, and this is now D1 Speaks. Hey, we've got a really big show tonight. We're doing something a little bit different. We've got, a, we've got a Hall of Fame athlete. We've got an author. We've got an entrepreneur. We've got Phoebe Trotman with us. Hey, Phoebe, are you there? I'm here, Alan. How are you? I am doing fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us. I think tonight's going to be a lot of fun. I think it's going to be not only entertaining, but I think it's going to be educational as well. And just thank you for being here. So I, I think before we really get started, why don't you maybe just give us a, maybe a brief introduction of who you are? Absolutely. Well, first, I want to say a massive thank you so much. Um, it absolutely is an honor and a pleasure to be able to connect with you. I love what you're doing with this podcast in terms of just giving athletes the chance to connect and that exposure. And I think it's so valuable. So kudos to you for, you know, taking the initiative to start the podcast. And, and again, I just want to say a massive thank you for this opportunity. So, I mean, I grew up in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, well, in the suburbs of uh, Vancouver, if you will. And I uh, started playing sports at a very young age, mostly because my older brother was playing sports and I wanted to follow in his footsteps. And so got started in soccer around four or five and kind of played th- straight through. I have played a lot of other sports as well, too. And, um, grew up here I went to university up here as well too and then transferred that into you know the workforce and then from the workforce I was still playing high level soccer while I was working full time and then that transitioned into the entrepreneur life which happened quite unexpectedly in terms of the timing of it and now here I am you know being I've been an entrepreneur now for the last 17 years as well as as you mentioned an author I still do play soccer I love the sport and uh, I also coach too so it's you know and there's a lot of gaps in there but that gives you kind of a, a general overview if you will and i do still live in the suburbs of vancouver canada too hey what a great introduction and thank you so much for those kind words we absolutely appreciate it we we've, we've been having a lot of fun with this podcast and i'll give you an idea you're our 63rd guest i mean we do this four times a week and so uh we've kind of done it straight through the summer and we're going to go into the fall as well but thank you so much for those kind words and i love your athletic background you know what i mean and especially I was curious as to what got you into sports. And I I love hearing, hey, it was my older brother. It's probably one of those things you're trying to kind of keep up. And then the next thing you find out, you know what? You're pretty good at sports. You're probably pretty athletic. And and you end up playing soccer for a very, very long time. And there's a lot of this we're going to get into tonight, I know. But just kind of give us a sense of – how well did you do in soccer? In other words, kind of give us an idea of your soccer career. Absolutely. Okay. Well, you know, and it's one of those things that I've been fortunate. Soccer is a team sport. I've played on incredible teams and I'm truly grateful because I've learned so much from those experiences. Some of the teams growing up, we struggled. It was challenging. We didn't have a lot of success. And then as I continued to play, you know, and you grow as an athlete and joining different teams, um, I've had an opportunity to, you know, win an under 19 national championship. I went to play for Simon Fraser University and uh, we had two runner up years 
years and that, those are frustrating <laughs> and all the athletes know like runner-up national championship is a tough one my third year we didn't even get out of our pool which was extremely frustrating and then my last year as a senior we won uh, the NAIA national championship and then I went on to play uh, as a professional career as well and I was fortunate to win a national championship with that team as well as through club and won on the women's side a national championship as well as masters a national two national championships and masters as well so I've uh, I've had a chance to experience a lot of success and I always say the only reason I was able to experience success is a lot of the challenges as well too a lot of the struggles and the the disappointing times the you know coming second place or third place or not even making a tournament or not even making a team sitting on the bench and everything else in between injuries and so the only way you get to see those successes and those highlights really is pushing through a lot of the tough stuff too. Absolutely. And I can't wait to get into that. And congratulations on a fantastic career. I mean, what an accomplishment all the way through. And I got to say, it hurts so much to come in second, to be the runner up. I love what you're saying. And a lot of times when you're sitting on the couch and you're like, oh, it's, you'd be better off not to even be there than to have that heartache. No way. You need that heartache. It's so much better to, as much as it hurts, I'd rather have the pain of coming in second than not even qualifying. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And it is painful. It, you know, the World Cup just Women's World Cup just finished and, you know, you feel for those players coming second and then you have to really pause and think how many games it took of winning to get to that experience and, and just to be there. And so it is a tough one, but you remember those uh, challenging times as well as the highlights, too, of, of the winning and the successes. No doubt about it. So so kind of give us an idea, you know, your journey from being such a successful uh soccer player and what a an established career you had and then you move into the business world being an entrepreneur how did that athletic background and those experiences how did it really shape your approach to business you know i'm so grateful for uh, the sports in general and because we learn so many incredible life skills i truly believe in a sports environment. It doesn't matter what sport it is, whether it's an individual sport, a team sport, there's so many life skills. And one of the things, a lot of those skills translate into, well, they're life skills and, you know, web business, you're dealing with life and you're dealing with people. And so learning how to navigate a team atmosphere as a soccer player, you learn how teamwork, discipline, commitment, goal setting, you know, resilience, being knocked down and having to bounce back and keep going, you know, that commitment as well. When you, you know, there's times as an athlete where you don't necessarily want to train. You're tired. I live in Vancouver. There's a lot of rain up here. So there were times when I didn't necessarily want to be out early morning or late training and getting out there. But it's that commitment to yourself, your personal goals, as well as your team goals that you continue to push through. And those are skills that are needed in life as well as as an entrepreneur, because in business, there are going to be those disappointments there are going to be challenges you're dealing with people how do you work as a team to accomplish your goals whatever those are and helping your team whether it's in business or in sports them like your teammates how do you help them accomplish their goals as well too and so it's taking all that time management I mean I say like especially student athletes you learn how to manage your time <laughs> because between going to your classes and making sure you prep and you do well in your schoolwork as well as your commitment as an athlete you have to learn how to manage your time and in business it's very important to be able to manage your time well and prioritize what needs to get done and when and all those skills I learned from the soccer field and being 
being an athlete and being able to just transfer them. And it's not even, I don't think it's something you necessarily consciously do because you learn those skills as an athlete and then it just naturally translates into everything you do, whether you choose to go into business or you work a career, those skills come with you for life. I couldn't agree more. Thank you so much. It's very encouraging. I, and I think you'll appreciate this, Phoebe. Last night, I was interviewing a young man. He, he's a pitcher. And I was asking him, what do you do to stay motivated to keep pushing yourself just to get better? And he gave one of the most remarkable answers. And I, I, like I'm telling you, this is our 63rd, you're our 63rd episode. But one of the phrases that he said was, I just don't want to be average. I thought that was so incredible. I mean, it was really empowering. And I think there's so many athletes that are out there and they don't even realize that they're pushing themselves to be above average because they've just been doing this like, hey, you were you were playing soccer since you were four. It just kind of became part of your life. You might not even realize that you weren't average. You were pushing yourself to be to excel to be better than you thought you could really be. And I, th- I thought it was really cool the way he said that. And I love when you're talking about time management as well. My goodness. I think about college kids, you know, I mean, it's a full-time job to be a college student and then to add a sport to it. It's really incredible. The demand that's on you, you absolutely have to manage your time. And if you're able to do that, you're going to be successful. Guess what? You're going to carry that over through the rest of your life, just as you were pointing out. Absolutely. It just, it comes with you, even that accountability, right? Having that accountability to yourself, your coaches, your team, that comes with you. And and that's why I just, I love sports and athletics in general, because I do believe it is such a great training ground for life. It really does prepare you. Absolutely. Well, I've got to ask you though, I was reading a little about you. I was reading in your biography and one thing that jumped out at me was that you like to embrace discomfort. You know what I mean? And I'm sitting here thinking, how did, how, how did you use that mindset to really be able to grow, not only personally, but professionally, embracing discomfort? Well, I th- here's part of the thing. I think in life, there's naturally going to be challenges, right? In sports, there's going to be those bumps in the road. As we said, you know, there's all sorts of challenges that you face as an athlete and in life. And so one of the things that I learned very early on is there's a lot of stuff that we're not able to control. There's a lot of stuff that's going to happen to us in life and we don't have that control of it, but we do have control is how we respond to those challenges. That is the only thing that we truly can control. And so in realizing that, and, you know, thankfully I had great parents who at a young age instilled um, a lot of personal development in terms of just, and learning that and realizing that what can, what can I control and what I can control is my response and how I respond to it and how I look at those challenges and those bumps in the road. And so even with discomfort, I mean, one of my favorite quotes is life begins at the edge of your comfort zone or the end of your comfort zone by Neil Dollar Walsh. And when you start to embrace that and you realize that what you have right now is everything that's within your comfort zone. And so if you want something different, if you want to, you know, go to a different school or you want to go to university to play sports or you want, you know, a new car or you want a new career or you want to travel, all that stuff is outside your comfort zone. And so to have that, you have to grow into a person to be able to have that. And so when you start to embrace that mindset and realize that the only thing you really can control is yourself and your response, then naturally you, you have to grow into the person who's able to navigate some of those challenges. And trust me, a lot, some of those challenges, it's not that I wanted to have them, 
they happened. And then I just had to choose how to respond to it. (laughs) What a great quote, too. It is so true. I mean, if you're nervous, if you're outside of your comfort zone and you feel like maybe I'm just a little bit over my skis, you're probably really where you're supposed to be. You're just kind of pushing yourself all the time. What a great quote. Absolutely. And if you start to learn to get comfortable being uncomfortable, it's a process and there's still stuff. Trust me, I was speaking at an event a couple of weeks ago and it's been a while since I've, I've spoken on into a large group and there were 2000 people there and I was nervous. I had butterflies. I was like sleeping the night before. I mean, I prepared, but it was also that nervous feeling. And again, it's because you're growing into something and confidence is a muscle. And so the more you continue to work it and push yourself in those uncomfortable situations and you do it, then you pat yourself on the back and then you keep moving forward. And when you look back, you're going to be like, oh my gosh, I, I'm, who was that person back there because of the person you've grown into by crushing those challenges when they come and they present themselves and just learning to to embrace it a little bit and just move forward in that confidence. And as you continue to flex that muscle, you'll just, you'll, you'll, the growth will be tremendous. Hey, everyone that's joining this evening, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for supporting Now D1. Thank you for supporting Phoebe. We absolutely appreciate it. I will tell you, we record this space so that if you did get in late, don't worry about it. We're going to be able to retweet it out later and, and you can hear it in its entirety. So, Phoebe, let me ask you, you know, with all of your success as a soccer player and really your success in business as a network marketer and so forth, I mean, kind of share maybe a pivotal moment from your uh, athletic life as well as your professional life that really taught you a valuable lesson. Sure. Yeah. You know, I think one of the, it was a hard lesson to learn, but it has served me well over the years. Uh, I remember under 19 championships, we were actually at, um, in Quebec City playing, and it was the semifinal game, and it was intense. And, and so we're representing BC as the team that won, and we're in Quebec, we're playing Quebec, and it was a battle back and forth. And I remember this moment, and this one player just kept, like, we, you know, stepping on my toes or elbowing me in the gut and just <laughs> a lot of stuff that shouldn't have happened on the field. It, just, it shouldn't have. And it was happening all game and back and forth, and this one moment. I was just so frustrated that I did a little push in her back and she dropped and like flailing her arms and crying. It was so dramatic. And oh, I should mention at one point, like there was a con- like a, a tackle and I lost one of my contacts. So I could, was only able to really see well on one eye, which probably in hindsight, again, should not, none of that should have happened. Um, but anyways, I gave her a little push back off the play and the linesman saw it. And then she fell down and was screaming and it was, a, it was a whole dramatic thing. And I got a red card and I was ejected. And that was the only time in my career I ever got a red card and I was devastated. I was bawling my eyes because I knew what that meant. It meant we win this game. I wouldn't be able to play in the next game. And so I ended up having to sit out in the final. We ended up winning, which in my team was incredible. But there was so much guilt that I let my team down because I had a moment of I let someone else's actions control mine. I got so caught up in that moment that I, I retaliated in some ways. Again, it was such a mild <laughs> It wasn't really that anything much of anything, 
but that was their strategy was to to take me off my game to get me out of the game and I allowed them to have that to have that by how I responded to it and in missing that game and just being devastated by that I realized like and this is one lesson I want like younger athletes to know that the more talented you are people are going to come for you they're going to try and shake you they may not even that was intentional it may be unintentional it just may be comments that people make or lifestyle choices or whatever the case may be and so in doing that I learned a valid valuable lesson that there are going to be people who are going to want to rattle your cages whether it's on the field or outside of that and you have to decide how you're going to respond to it in that moment I did responded in a terrible way and it it stuck with me for life. And I realized after that game and that happening that no matter what someone does on the field, coming for me, dirty plate, whatever happens, how I'm going to respond is by going and scoring a goal. Hmm. How I'm going to respond is playing even harder. How I'm going to respond is be showing like, okay, you do you, I'm going to do me. And what I'm going to do for me is going to be put the ball in the back of the net or set my team up to put the ball in the back of the net or train harder or whatever it's going to be. And so that lesson has stuck with me for life in business as well, because there are going to be critics. There are, you know, if you have a big dream and there's things you want to go after, there are going to be people who love you, who even might want to be protective of you to say, well, are you sure you want to do that? Like, really? Sure you want to go all the way there for school? Are you sure you want to go all the way there to play on that team? Like, and they're doing it from a place of love. And you just have to know where you're headed. You have to have that clarity in terms of your vision and what you want to create and that confidence and belief that you can do it, stay true to you and go after it. So that was a tough lesson. I still like, as I'm saying, and I'm like, oh, I was so devastated. Um, but in that pain and, and that lesson, I mean, it's carried me forward in, in such a powerful way to create a lot of other successes and and successes in sport and I've had a lot of challenges where I've had you know horrible things said on the field I've had racial comments while I'm playing soccer where I could have lost my cool and one time I was very close to it but right away I think back to that moment and I'm like nope I'm not you're not gonna get me on the field you're not gonna get me off this field so I'm just gonna keep going and so yeah that's that was a really powerful lesson that's translated in in my life in all ways tremendous lesson i mean obviously you know just listening to the passion you had even if you were just one-eyed i mean i mean you know (laughs) (laughs) which is probably why i got caught oh my gosh and so the lesson for athletes do not retaliate it's not worth it retaliation you always get caught you will get caught it happens so just keep your cool and uh yeah it it, it was a a momentary slip painful lesson but a lesson that that served me well over the years it absolutely has no question about it and and i love the the other piece that you were talking about like you know maybe loved ones or even people that are very close to you that are trying to be somewhat protective but you know the other subtle thing and i know you know this you know a lot of times somebody who is quote unquote the top dog they'll hold you back by telling you what the limitations are in your surroundings. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and cause Hey, it's easy. Everybody wants to hold other people back. You know what I mean? Cause you want to make yourself look as good as possible. And you always have to have your guard up. I think those are two fantastic lessons that you were just kind of going through. And I think it fits our core audience to a T. I mean, this, these are, these are young athletes that are feeling their way and they're growing mentally and physically. And they come up against so many challenges just on a daily life. And you, you, were, you know, remember how it is, just the challenges of going through uh, the class 
room every day is not easy. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then to Mm -hmm. take it out on the field as well. So fantastic lessons that you're really imparting on on all of us, not only the core audience, but adults as well. This this is true life lessons. I'm just very appreciative that you have come on tonight. My pleasure, my pleasure. One thing I wanted to say too, it's again, a shift in mindset and perspective. If people are coming for you, it means that you have something special. And it, it's a flipping perspective to take it as a compliment and take it as a compliment, not necessarily something you're going to say. It's just something in terms of your posture. And that was something I had to flip and realize, like, the reason that that player was stepping on my toes and elbowing me and doing all sorts of stuff is because they wanted me out of the game. They knew that I, with my team, we were a competitive group of players and that if you can get us all off our game, then that is better for them. And same thing with your dreams. If someone's saying, you know, they're, they're, they're challenging you with it because you have something special. So take that channel that and use that to your advantage to push you forward and to fuel you in some ways too. Man, that's a great point. Let, let's talk about, Hey, let's talk about your book, you know, never quit on a bad day. Just uh, kind of give us a, an, an idea, an overview. What is your book about? So the book, thank you. The book is really about that principle of never quitting on a bad day. It's a book filled with short stories, inspiring stories of resilience. And it, the reason this book kind of came to be was um, I was nudged by a couple of dear friends um, to write to write a book and, and just share. And then the idea, and I knew, you know, earlier last year, I was inducted into the Coquitlam Sports Hall of Fame. And in that, there was an interview process. And they asked a lot about like, what are some of the things that sport has given me? And I shared what I shared earlier on that I realized in that moment, really, and truly, like, there's so many great things I've learned from sport, but it's really because of the challenges. And I, when I thought about the idea of a book, I realized that I wanted it to be something that would help people, I wanted it to inspire people. And I realized that if we start sharing more of the challenges that people go through, it teaches people that you're not alone in those challenges, that the successful people that you might see, you know, on social media and TV and this and that, they all go through challenges as well, too. And so in sharing some of the challenges and sharing some of the strategies, tips, techniques, thought process to get through those challenges in hopes that other people will be inspired as well. And so the book is um, sharing those stories. It's a neat book because you can literally read it cover to cover, or you can just open a chapter and read a story and get a lesson there. And all the stories are very different. The stories have lessons. So at the end of every chapter, there's a short area called Reflections on Resilience. And it really is for the reader to take a moment and think about their own life, because I truly believe that So many of us have incredible stories and have gone through a lot of tough stuff. And sometimes we don't necessarily remember some of the tough stuff that we've gone through. But when we do, when we pause and realize some of the stuff we've gone through already, it can help us propel propel us forward in knowing that we've gone through challenges before. We can go through them again. And here are some ideas and strategies that might help you go through it and persevere a little bit um, and, and kind of smooth the way a little bit more. So it um, is really an exciting book. There's been a lot of positive reviews and feedback. And it, it's featuring stories from thriving entrepreneurs. However, it's a book for everyone. It's really not about, it's not a business book. It's really a life book. Hey, congratulations on the success of the book. If, if, if we wanted to get the book, where would we go? How would we find it? Yes, absolutely. So it's available on Amazon. So it's just never quit on a bad day. You can go to the website as well, neverquitonabadday.com. And uh, you can access it there as well, too. Fantastic. So let me ask you something. I noticed 
you know, early on, we've kind of already talked about the discomfort as well. I mean, you really openly discuss struggles as really being a key aspect of your philosophy. So could you share maybe some challenges that have really helped you connect with others and inspire them as well? Yeah, well, I think part of the reason that I'm really passionate about this is because I do feel like sometimes we see people and we're just like, oh, they're, you know, I'm, I'm naturally a more bubbly person when I'm out, I'm smiling, I like to help people and connect with people. And so people might see that and just be like, oh, everything's great. And a lot of times it is, but it's a choice. It's choosing to focus on the good stuff. And a lot of times there are a lot of challenges happening. It's just what you choose to focus on in that moment. And so I believe part of that and the reason I do want to share some of those challenges and those bumps is to inspire people and to let them know that even though you see a smile, there that the smile is a choice and it is a choice in terms of smiling through some of that pain, smiling through some of those challenges, you know, losing loved ones. It was a very challenging time. I, you know, I lost my dad 12 years ago and it was a very hard time in that um, he was my everything and all and biggest cheerleader and having to navigate through his illness and navigate after he passed one of the hardest things that I didn't know would I get through it, you know, and thankfully for great people. And again, I want to just, that's another thing that I talk about in the book is really who's, who do you surround yourself with? Who are the people that you surround yourself with? Because it is important and it can change how your life will shape up and how your life will go. And you'll especially notice it when you're going through those challenging times. And so you want to make sure you have a great tribe of people around you in the good times so that when those challenging times do arise, they're helping you move through it. They're not masking it. They're recognizing the, the severity of it. And they're still helping you with that, realizing that it, it does take time. It does take a lot of um, shifting and pivoting and, and uh, having good people around you will really carry you through those tough times. Man, this is good stuff, Phoebe. I feel like you've listened to a ton of our shows. I mean, you're talking about everything that that uh, I know that our our audience really goes through without without a doubt. This is great advice. Thank you again for being on. Absolutely appreciate it. So let me ask you something, you know, just kind of on an individual level, maybe talk about strategies and, and really what is it that someone can do to really unlock their potential to really just lead a more fulfilling life or have a more fulfilling athletic career? Yeah, I want to circle back to those uh, finding great people and mentors. And one of the things that I think is so critical is find people, choose your mentors very carefully. Because you want to choose mentors who have walked the walk that you are looking to embark on, right? Who are you getting your advice from? And I think that's a really important thing because as an athlete, if you're looking to have a long career as an athlete, who is your mentor? Are you going to get a mentor now? And again, you might have mentors for different things. And the reason I say that is because, for example, if you're looking to create success in business, then find a business mentor. If you're looking to create success as an athlete, you you may want to look for someone who is an athlete, was an athlete on the other side of it, who's gone through that journey to give you that advice that you can follow those, those footsteps because success leaves clues. So if you want what someone has, you see someone who has what, what you would like, they have clues in how they did it. They have tips on how they did it. And it's okay to reach out and ask for that advice. I believe that a lot of people do want to help and serve and give. So it's finding people who have walked that walk before you 
and reach out to them because again, success truly does leave clues. So that's one that thing that's really important. And then also the people that you're surrounding yourself with, because a mentor is someone who they might be a mentor who's close to you. And I say that in the way where it's someone who you can pick up a phone and call or you sit down for coffee with, and or it might be a mentor from afar. I had a lot of mentors from afar in that I didn't know them. They still don't even know me, but I learned through them through books through YouTube, through their podcast. That's why I love what you're doing here because this is a resource that people can tap into. So it's finding those mentors, whether they're close or far, that you can lean into. And then again, who are you surrounding yourself with? If you are an athlete and you're looking to create success as an athlete, are you surrounding yourself with athletes who are going to push you? Because it's one thing to be the top athlete on your team and the people that you're training with, but how, how you're going to get better is to be around athletes who are in some ways better than you. They might have a lot of teammates that are way more fit than I was, but being around them and running with them made me work harder, right? So finding those people that you can surround yourself and being okay with them being better than you because it's it's going to challenge you to get better and as athletes i love what you said about um, the other gentleman who said they stay motivated because they don't want to be average and so if you're looking to be above average you want to surround yourself with above average people because it will rub off on you you will have to level up your game and you will get better and that is ultimately to create that kind of success whether it's in business in life in your career it's about getting better. It's about challenging yourself to be the best for you that you can be. And every day, just doing something a little bit to stretch yourself, right? Stretching yourself just a little bit, doing one more sprint, doing a couple more push-ups, even when you don't want to. And that's kind of why the title for the book, Never Quit on a Bad Day, is because there's going to be those moments where you're going to want to quit. And when you can push through that moment and not quit, that's where true success lies because of that growth that you're going to experience. Phoebe, I've got to say, I think one of the things that you really thrive on is empowering others and helping others to be successful and and achieve their dreams. Talk to us about maybe one particular specific example that you have really helped someone maybe overcome a difficult obstacle, and now they're bearing the fruit of that. Yeah, so one of the beautiful things about having a business in network marketing is that you work with a lot of people. A lot of people come into your business for all different reasons. Some just, you know, they love the the product or some want to build a business, whether part-time or full-time and achieve their goals. And so in that, it's really getting to know your team. And so it's been so much fun just seeing people thrive, people who got started and they were terrified to stand in a room and share their story and having that belief um, in people and giving them that spotlight and seeing, you know, one person in particular that um, comes to mind and she was absolutely terrified. And I just, I saw a spark in her. And I think it's one of those things when you've had people who have poured into you and have given you an opportunity. I love to see people shine. And so, you know, encouraging her, helping her with her story, just being like, I believe in you, go up, have fun. And here's something else that I want to let people know. And it's a quote, I'm going to kind of butcher it a little bit, but you'll get the gist of it. But it's basically to be great at anything. First, you have to be good and to be good at anything. First, you have to be bad and to be bad at anything. First, you have to just start. And so that's kind of stuck with me a little bit too. And so I was like, you can do it. You can do it. And she was, she was great to start. Like she, she did really well. She was nervous, but she did really, really well. And then she went on to continue to speak all around, um, literally all around the world. Now she speaks, she's a coach, she's written numerous books. And I still think back to that event, just encouragement is such a powerful tool. And it wasn't anything specific that I said, it really was just 
having that belief in her and seeing that she can shine. And I truly believe when we give people a platform to shine, they will, and we have confidence in them, uh, they will, they'll succeed in, in incredible ways. And she had a vision, right? That was another thing was she had a vision for where she wanted to go and what she wanted to do. And it was just creating a platform and a space and belief and, um, and she, a little cheerleading. And now to see what she's created has been incredible. Oh, I got to say, you're an awesome cheerleader. I love the way you ended that because, I mean, you've just got such a fantastic, positive attitude. I really enjoy talking to you and, and listening to you. The whole time you're talking, I'm just sitting here just smiling and nodding my head. I almost wish we were on a Zoom call and, and we had a little bit of video. I mean, you've got a fantastic uh, personality and it just comes across as, hey, I've been, you know what? Struggles are going to come along in life but that's okay. We can overcome it. And let me show you a couple of things that we could do to, to be able to, to achieve what it is that you want to achieve. I mean, you've just got that kind of can do attitude. I love that. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I, I truly believe people can do it. I've seen it. I've seen it happen. And so I just want to help people do that because when you, I truly believe too, when, when other people, when more people start shining and that's again, what's kind of the book is like when more people push through the tough stuff and more people go after their dreams, just think of how much that creates a ripple effect because it inspires other people. You starting a podcast will inspire people, whether they ever want to do a podcast on, on their own or not. It gives them permission as well to see someone do something. It just naturally unlocks that in another person to go, well, <laughs> oh, he's doing that. He's following something he wanted to do. Maybe I can do that too. And so uh, I just, yeah, I absolutely love to see it. And I think when you start doing more of that and sharing those struggles and pushing through, people will continue to do the same. And it's going to have a huge ripple effect on their friends and family and their communities too. What a great lead in. So thank you, Phoebe. I mentioned earlier that we record this space. And one of the reasons we record it is so that we can retweet it out later. But another reason that we record it, we turn it into a podcast. And that podcast is Now D1 Speaks. And I have to say just a little bit of a plug for Now D1 Speaks. It has really become very, very popular. I mean, it's a platform for uncommitted high school, uncommitted college prospects. And it gives them an opportunity to really say, hey, let me tell you about my makeup. And the reason I say makeup, our listeners and subscribers are college coaches, college uh, recruiters. And they know if they're going to come out and see a young man playing baseball, that guy can already play baseball. There's no question about it. They're not going to come and watch you play if you couldn't play. They know you're going to be able to play. What they're really interested in is what kind of guy are you when things don't go well? When you have a bad day at the plate, when you make errors in the field, when you're pitching and throwing balls and things don't go your way, how do you react to that? Are you still a good teammate? Are you still cheering on the rest of the team? Are you bearing down and trying to get better? Or do you really just kind of hang your head and just walk off and, and don't want to continue to compete? They're really interested in what kind of young man are you in the classroom? You know, what kind of classes are you taking? What is your GPA? What is it that you really want to major in? They're very interested in how you interact with your teammates, your coaches, and your parents. They want to see if you're an upstanding person, an upstanding citizen. And this show, this platform, kind of gives these guys an opportunity to say, hey, coach, this is who I am. This is what I do. This is how I work out in the weight room. This is the classes that I've been taking. This is what it is that I want to do in my life. These are the people that support me. These are my mentors and so forth. 
And it really gives coaches this sense of confidence that, you know what, I can go to this young man and I can say, ask him to represent our university and I'm not going to have to worry about him when he's not on the field. And it's going to give me an opportunity to really focus on winning baseball games. So this recipe for Now D1 Speaks has really been quite successful. It's, it's kind of a good marriage between guys that are trying to get exposure and guys that are out there trying to recruit baseball players. So, Phoebe, let me ask you about your athletic career just a little bit. Everything that you've been doing really athletically certainly has been team-centered, but it's so has your work, you know. You have not, you're not a solopreneur. I mean, you're an entrepreneur, but you are really working in a team environment, you know, just the same as you were athletically. So how do you really kind of cultivate that? How do you get the teamwork going and the collaboration going so that collectively everyone is successful? Yeah, so team, I mean, it's been ingrained in me since, you know, as a young athlete. And so one of the things is really, it's, first of all, to, to lead a team, it starts with yourself first, right? It, it starts by showing up first uh, and then also working with your team and finding that I go back to like, what are your team goals in business? Uh, it's really important to find out why is someone getting started in this business? Why are they partnering up with um, the company that I represent myself as a team leader? Why did they choose to say yes to, to getting started in their own business? Because when you know what someone's goals are, then naturally helping them accomplish what they set out to do is going to help you accomplish your goals as well, too. And you can go faster, you can go further when you have a team versus doing anything on your own. However, it does start with you first. And I learned this. I remember in my last year in SFU, um, we had had two horrible losses. Like we were just, we got crushed, you guys. It was a really bad back to back loss. And I already shared how we had had, you know, a lot of ups and downs, a couple second place finishes, back to back years. And then the third place and third year didn't even get out of um, our pool. And so this was our senior year. And I remember being on the SFU Hill, it overlooks the soccer field with um, my co-captains and other um, seniors. And we were just sitting there, four of us, we're kind of venting, we're frustrated, we're disappointing ourselves, we're disappointing, you know, those two losses. And we kind of came to that crossroads where it was like, okay, well, we can keep doing what we're doing and we're going to end up with, you know, we don't know what's going to happen. Or we can do something different. We can lead first and we can train harder than we've ever trained. We can show up early, we can leave late, we can just like work our little tails off first while pouring into our team because what we realize again when you're on a team sport everybody contributes everybody contributes and so we realized that we had to pour into everyone on our team and recognize them and let them know how much we value them on and off the field from the smallest thing to the biggest thing everything we had to get everyone on the same page that's the only way you're going to win is if everybody on the team is on the same page and we wanted everyone to know that their role mattered whether they got playing time or they were a practice player, their role, they were part of this team and it mattered. And so we dug deep and, you know, it ended up being a great season. We made a run for the NAIA championship. We ended up winning that in the longest game. And that was back then when you played golden goals. So you're playing until someone scores. And uh, we played almost the equivalent of two full games of soccer in terms of how long it went. And it was because we had everyone on the same page. Everybody was on, realized that they were part of that team. And so it started with us making a decision that we had to go first and we had to lead by example and also get everybody on the same page. So it's really focusing on everyone's goals, letting people know that they matter 
appreciation goes so far in, in a team environment as well as in business and then really just going for it. That's good stuff. I know you've always heard the expression, there's no I in team, but I've always thought, you know what, there is an M-E and now it's, uh, now it's appropriate. I mean, hey, you have to have that team environment, but it really kind of starts with you to, to, to get that going. That was a great run through. I certainly appreciate that. Yeah, my pleasure. I love that. The me, the M-E. I never thought about that. So you're teaching me something new too. But it does. It starts with us, right? Again, I go back to like, we can only control our, ourselves and how we respond to stuff. And so that's a great one. I love that with uh, the M-E. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you something about your book. Kind of want to go back to that. There's one, there's one chapter in particular. It's got an exercise. And it's really the Reflections on Resilience. Talk to us about that exercise and an impactful video that goes along with it. Yeah, so actually all so all the chapters do have a reflection on resilience exercise. So at the end of every chapter in the book, there's so there's the stories and then there's a reflection on resilience chapter or sorry, um, segment at the end of every chapter and there's a lesson there for the reader and then all the chapters have a short have a qr code at the back of that chapter that you can scan it and there's a video and so i really wanted the book to come to life and i wanted the reader to be able to see the people who are sharing this story and, and have a chance to kind of connect with them as well too and so that's throughout the book and on the website that when you go to the website, you can actually register and you can get a free chapter from the book. And I chose this uh, chapter to be the free chapter because I really wanted everyone to have access to it. Whether you buy the book, you don't buy the book, you get the chapter for free. There was a, the reason I chose that chapter is because the chapter is all about belief. And it's so important to create success in life that you believe in yourself. And even there may be times where belief is, you may not, be feeling that confident about something and sometimes you need to borrow the belief from someone else and so that chapter it just it, it really um, has touched a lot of people because of how important it is to you know pause sometimes and realize that there might have been something that happened in your past that might have shook your belief in yourself a little bit and there are people though that if you take a moment and really pause and think who believe in you and sometimes you may need to borrow that belief to carry you through and the video is an amazing a speaker. He speaks all over the world. Just um, incredible speaker. And he just shares story, and it's so powerful. And that that's why I chose that chapter as a complimentary chapter because I really want everyone to have access to that chapter. Again, whether you ever buy the book or not, you have that. And because I believe that video and that story, I know how impactful it was for me when I first heard it many many years ago, and that I want more people to to hear that story because it does have a huge impact when you. When when you stop to think about it and, and when I don't want to give any spoilers, but um, you can, yeah, you can access the, if you go to the website, neverquitonabadday.com, then you can get that chapter for free and, and uh, enjoy it. Hey, that's great stuff right there. And be assured that we're going to have a great episode um, show description and included in that will absolutely be a way to get to the website, never quit on a bad day. So you'll have an opportunity to either buy the book or at least have the complimentary chapter. So that's fantastic. Thank you, Phoebe. And what a great night again. Just really have enjoyed this conversation so much. And, and it sounds like you've enjoyed it as well. I, so, I hope that you are getting something out of it as, I, as we have. I absolutely am. It's been so, you're so easy to talk to. Like I absolutely just enjoy it. And I, I love what you're doing with this podcast. I think it's absolutely brilliant. Hey, that's so cool. Thank you again for those cool, uh, really kind words. Hey, let's end it tonight. And I'm, I'm thinking about the comment that I made earlier that you just have such a great attitude about everything. I mean, I just, the, 
I feel like I'm smiling the whole time that you're talking. But I know, certainly know that in sports and business, not everything's always going to go your way. I mean, you're going to have setbacks. There's just no way to get around that. So how have you been able to maintain really a positive, resilient attitude during very challenging times? It, it's, it's hard. It's hard. Life is hard. There are a lot of bumps in the road. There's a lot of disappointments. There's frustration. There's times where it's like, is it worth it? You know, to just push through whatever, whatever happens. And even with releasing the book up until two days before the book was released, I got hit with some stuff that I just was not expecting, wasn't prepared for at all. And one of the things, and, and I think it's important to recognize that it happens and allow yourself to be frustrated and disappointed. We're human. We, we need to feel those emotions. And then to just kind of stop and take a moment. And sometimes, you know, I had to reach, I reached out again. I, I'm thankful that I have great people in my life that I could reach out. I was given the space to vent for a moment, share that frustration. And then kind of like the flip of like, okay, so now what? What are your options, right? At the end of the day, I go back to, again, we can only control how we respond to things. And, and so knowing that I will get through it, right? I will get through it. It might take some time. And knowing that, and that just really embracing that life's happening for me, not to me. So I have a choice in that response to it. And how am I going to respond to it? Am I going to allow this knock me off on cor- off course? Or am I going to pause, go, again, take it as a little bit of a compliment in some ways where it's like someone's, you know, coming for you in that way because they, they see something great in you and just go back to knowing where you're headed. I truly believe that um, I did an exercise and I share this in the, in the book, an exercise that was transformational for me and it's writing your dream day. And I actually created a workbook for, for that as well. In that when you know where you're headed, when you have that clarity, even when there's going to be bumps in the road, it gives you a chance to refocus on what's important. And so when you know where you're headed, even though there are going to be obstacles, there are going to be bumps, when you know where you're headed, you will continue to keep going, even when you get bumped off a little bit. You just have to change your course because you know where your destination is. There's multiple ways to get to to different destinations. And so I've really used that that visualization. And it was something I did in sport as well, too, is really visualizing and writing um, successes in sport and making sure I was clear on that and knowing what I need to do. So even when there were disappointments in sport and when there's disappointments in life, I know where I'm headed and, and I believe and know fully in my heart that I'll get there. And so I just keep moving forward and I know hey. I'll get to the other side. Hey guys, that's Phoebe Trotman. She's a hall of famer. She's an author. She's an entrepreneur. You can see why right there. Hey, this is again, just been a fabulous night. I have absolutely appreciated you being on. I will tell you before we, before we end this evening, tomorrow night at nine o'clock, we've got Kevon Brazil coming on. Now, a little bit different for him. He is at Alcorn State. He's a sophomore, so he's already committed. He's into his second year playing college baseball, but he's listened to a couple of the shows, and he has got a fantastic story. He's got a great recruiting story, and he really wants to share it with our uncommitted prospects. I think there's going to be a ton to learn from him tomorrow night. Again, that's Kevon Brazil. He's a, a sophomore at Alcorn State. Hey, Phoebe, thank you so much for being here one more time, man. Just really absolutely appreciate it. And I hope, and I can't imagine that we wouldn't, but I hope that we're able to stay in touch. I would love for you to come back onto the show sometime in the future and maybe just give an update on what it is that you're currently doing and maybe just a refresher for our audience as well. 
It would be my pleasure, Alan. Thank you so much. You're, you're talking about you're smiling. I'm smiling as well, too. It has been so much fun just connecting with you. I love what you're doing. And I just want to encourage all the athletes out there, keep going. Go after your goals and dreams. You will do it. You can hit it. You can make it happen. And remember, never quit on a bad day. Keep going. Oh, that's awesome. Hey, guys, thank you so much for being here. And we're going to end it here. So good night. Hey, let me ask you something. Are you ready to dominate at the plate this season? Blast Baseball is the number one hitting improvement solution, trusted by more major league, college, and travel ball teams than any other. The Blast sensor attaches to the knob of any bat, providing real-time feedback with every swing. Metrics are automatically sent to a smartphone app, generating insights that allow you to analyze and improve your hitting like never before. Go to BlastMotion.com and enter code NOWD1 and you will save $25 at checkout. Unlock your potential with Blast.